Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to A View from the Bullens, in partnership with the Fitzrovia Bell London, our official away day pub for all Evertonians. And fanscapes.co.uk, made by fans for fans. I don't think Everton is a project, I think they're a big club waiting to happen. It's a slightly different dynamic and all it needs is a proper manager to embrace that and probably some concerted, despite the furore that goes around Marcel Brands, some concerted thinking about who they're buying and what they're trying to achieve. Because Everton should be, undeniably, a top six club. Hello and welcome to another episode from A View from the Bullins with me, Mick Kemp, Kevin Ratcliffe, Lee McLean, Ben Winstanley and Jack Kemp. Kev, you weren't on the last podcast. We're going to come to you first with everything that's happened over the last few days. Carlo Ancelotti, he's now joined obviously Real Madrid. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I wasn't surprised, I must admit. Um, Am I shocked? No, not one bit. Um, I was sort of a bigger and better job come in then uh, he would jump ship. Um, I think, you know, things weren't working out. I think he, you know, we thought he could rectify what was going wrong at the club. Hasn't happened. And I think it's, uh, you know, with us releasing his wage, um, with us getting compensation, then I think it's a good fix for us in one way because it just wasn't working. I think any other manager would have been slaughtered towards the end of the season. Um you know, with maybe six games to go and not two games to go. I think, you know, the sort of uh, boo boys were coming out, um, you know, sort of maybe six games ago, but the real diehards were coming out maybe two games to go. And I think then diehards would have been there maybe six games before that um, because tactically we, we hinted on it in, you know, a podcast a, a few months ago um, or a few weeks ago that, you know, tactically he got it wrong. Team selection, he got it wrong. And we started to wonder what was going on. You know, what was he? What was his thoughts? Unfortunately, none of the press seemed to ask that question. Um, what was his thoughts on the team selection? Um, yeah, and for him to go, yeah, I'm not disappointed at all. I'm not disappointed in 
in him. I mean, he's an experienced manager. He said all the right things. Um, and he's got the, the fans on his side and it's what the fans wanted. I must admit, that's what the fans wanted to hear. The things that he was saying, and I think he was that experienced. He'd give the fans what they wanted. Um, uh, and when you look back, he might not have meant it. Um, you know, and now he's gone to Madrid. I'm, I'm not being funny, going to live in Madrid rather than, say, Crosby, where, you know, he's been held up by knife points. I think the family hadn't, they've been robbed. Might have seemed a better choice to him going to Madrid. But, you know, he's he's got a lot of feeling for that football club. Um but he's got a big job on there. You know, when you think about the spine of the team, it's coming to an age where they're looking at retiring. Benzema up front. You've got Cruz in midfield with uh, with the lad Modric and then Ramos at the back. You know, they're, they're top quality players who are coming to the end of their careers. So they're going to have to be replaced. Um, so he wasn't being able to do it at, at Everton. Um, I know he's going to have similar finance. Um, but but is he? Because they're so much in debt, um, Real Madrid. And who knows what's going to happen? Are they going to play in Europe or not? Because of uh, that Super League they were trying to encourage. Um, I, I, I'm not. The thing is, I'm not overly disappointed. Um, I'm just a bit curious now who's going to take over and you know which way it's going to go. Um, but I must admit. I've not got much faith in Mr. Brands in bringing in the right person because he hasn't got the right people into the football club as players. So if he's given the job as a task as actually bringing somebody into the football club, then I'm not over enthusiastic. I must admit, I'm just going to sit back and see what happens. It's uh, no, no names come off the end of my tongue really for the job. Um, you know, you, you, you've been linked with the lad Santos from, from Wolves, that has been sacked or left. Uh, Dave Moyes again. I sometimes don't think another um, an ex manager coming back to the club, you know, is is a is a fix. Um, but the thing is, we need something to fix it. And is Dave that man? He, he could well be. You know, he's one of them that you know gets that little sort of uh, solidarity into the into the team, makes you hard to get beat. Um, but his record at Everton over the, what was it, 10, 11 years, you know, against the top clubs wasn't great. It was a very, very low percentage. Um, and that's where we see ourselves, don't we? We see ourselves competing with the top six. But then again, when you're finishing 10th, you know, anything's a bonus now because that's a massive disappointment, um, finishing 10th. And I do believe Carlo Angeletti said it was an improvement because they were fighting relegation. Well, if you looked after the first 10 games of the season, you wouldn't think that we're in relegation trouble at all. We're looking at maybe a Champions League place. Mm. So, he, he, like I say, he says all the right things. He's been a, a very uh, astute manager and uh, obviously he chooses his words carefully. Like I say, he got the fans on the side. But I just think that he's... I think he's fallen in the, in the estimations of the Blue family now. Really do, in the way that... Uh, you know, obviously leaving the club, which is a big disappointment, I think. But one that I think it well, works well for both parties. Like I said, we're going to get a bit of compensation. We get his wage, which I, I believe was really up there, um, you know, with maybe the top two managers, maybe even the best paid manager in the league, in the premiership. So, uh, you know, to get that off your wage bill and then maybe get somebody. I, I just want somebody who's hungry, like you, you, we were talking off air before. 
there's somebody who's hungry, somebody who wants that job and wants it really, really badly. Um, you know, is it right that, you know, Duncan is, is being called for? Well, you know, Frank Lampard's got a job straight after being, um, you know, finishing football. Uh, at least Duncan's done a little bit of an, an apprenticeship, but is it the right way? I, I'm not quite sure. You know, like I say, I, I'm really not sort of quite sure what type of person it's going to take, but all I hope is that, you know, when the next manager does take over, that we give him our full backing. If it's Duncan Ferguson, if it's Dave Moyes, if it's the lad uh, Santos, uh, you know, that uh, we really give get behind him and uh, give him the support that they need. Before we move on to who we're going to talk about and maybe who we're going to get as manager, Kev, we've had a lot of emails today once we'd kind of made it public that you were coming on tonight again. Um, fans want to know what your feelings are regarding Marcel Brands, Farhad Mashiri, Bill Kenwright. Do they have a right to feel a little bit aggrieved towards Carlo Ancelotti? You know, he, he kind of sold the fans a dream. He probably promised quite a little bit to the board that he's going to get us here and get us there. And then to jump ship at the first hurdle, do you think that the, the owners and the board have a right to feel aggrieved? Yeah, they'll be they'll be disappointed. There's no doubt about it. Uh, they they don't really want to go through this process again of choosing another manager. Um, but they must be stupid if they think that you know you're finishing tenth and then a a job like Real Madrid comes along that he's not going to be enticed by that. Uh, he's going to be jumping ship. Um, I can say the big bonus for us is that we're going to get a little bit of compensation for that now what that's going to be I don't know but I, I I hope it's over 10 million pounds because I think I think that's what he would have been getting paid or more over the next couple of years of the length of his contract so uh, I hope they don't get steamrolled by um, Real Madrid and cave into them um, but uh, they'll be disappointed um, you know but what they've got to do is they've got to shut that off and you know look forward to the next man but like I say I, I've got no. I've not really trust. I've got no trust in Marcel Brands bringing in, um, uh, you know, uh, the right manager for the football club. So I'm so disheartened uh, at the moment uh, in the process that maybe that's why, or one of the reasons, you know, Carlo Ancelotti's gone. That you know he's seen the type of player that he's looking for, um, but it's completely different than what Ancelotti wants. Um, and I don't know how it actually would have worked if he's looking for young blood to come through. I believe he's looking for people or young blood to come through to sell on. Well, are we a selling club now? If that's the case. Um, you know, that, that that is the questions that we've got to ask as supporters. I'm a supporter now. You know, I'm not I, I, or, uh, an ex-player support. I've always been a supporter. So I've got the same feelings as as the supporters now, and I'm not afraid to sort of say that I've not really got that trust. Like I say, in Marcel Brenz to bring the right person into Everton Football Club because he hasn't done that with the players um, that he's brought in. I don't feel anyway. That's my opinion. So uh, it, it's going to be a tough task. I must admit, it's one that you know I wouldn't relish. I must admit. Moving on, guys. Lee, I'm going to come to you first. In the press yesterday, Carlo Ancelotti in his press conference in Madrid, he said, you know, every club has different goal- goals. Real Madrid's goal is to win the UEFA Champions League and La Liga and Copa del Rey. And Everton's goal was to try and get into Europa Europa League spot. And a few years ago, it was to stay in the Premier League. Did you find those comments a little bit disrespectful? No, I didn't find it a little bit disrespectful. It's very disrespectful, Mick. Um and it just smacks a little bit of sour grapes to me. Um, very, very surprising when I heard that. Um, uncalled for. 
just think it's completely unnecessary. Okay, you've you've made the decision to to leave the club. You know, you think you're going on to bigger and better things, which I'm, which I'm, you know, I'm sure he will be at Real Madrid. But you've just been paid handsomely by a club. You've you've had the full backing, you the universal backing of the fans, despite some absolutely horrific results. Our, our joint or worst, can't remember if it was joint or the worst uh, home record in Premier League history. Have some dignity and decorum. Um, there's a part of me actually make, that makes me think. He may have been let go without a, without a fight. And he's thinking, well, I've got my pride being here. It's a little bit here. Because it's got to be something that's made him make comments of that nature. But I just think it makes him look a bit daft when you've just finished 10th with that record. Um, and yeah, I just thought he was classier and more dignified than that, but clearly not. Um, I think he sold us down the river massively in the time that he was here. Um, but for me, let's not, like like Kev's just said, let, you know, let's focus our attention on whoever comes in. Now, uh, let's not waste our breath on him anymore. Everton clearly meant very little to him while he was here. So let's give him the attention and the emotion he deserves from us as the fans, which is none now. Um, so as a fan base, I think we should all be doing, what we should be doing is getting behind whoever comes in, um, whatever our initial feelings on that may be. Because acting any other way is, is just going to be counterproductive. You know, we, we can't control the decision that other people make. All we can do as fans is get right behind them because it's a pressurised job as it is. So let's be the one thing that the club can rely on and what we've always been, which is the best group of fans in the country, bar none. You know, Kevin Ratcliffe will tell you that he's played in front of us. You know, And when Evertonians are uni- unified and together and not split, we can be a real difference um, to the players on the pitch. And I think we can ultimately we can change results. So it's 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 all about now. Forget about Ancelotti. He's been and he's gone. Forget him. You know he's he's not showing us any any class. Let let's not show him. Let's not stoop to his level. You know let's not start giving him abuse and stuff. But just forget about him. He's nothing to us now. I just want to focus on my club and and who we get in now. I think that's that is all I ultimately care about at this point. And Jack, before we do move on to talk about potential candidates, Carlo did go on to say that finishing tenth was a success. Do you do you share the same belief as as Carlo? No, just just sort of echo what Lee said. How how can tenth be classed as a successful season? Um, weren't Everton second on Boxing Day? And if you'd offered the fans tenth at that point, there'd have been no fan, no Everton fan would have took it. Um, just a bit of a, a bit of a parting shot from him, really, wasn't it? I, I, I think Lee's right. I think you know a lack of class, which really does surprise me, because I think he he, he comes across as a classy individual, um, but I think the way he's left the club and the, you know the comments he's made, um, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised um, if what Lee said is true about maybe maybe the board haven't you know fought tooth and nail to keep him um because it it wasn't it wasn't successful was it it was it was dire really and you know like we said i know we spoke about it a lot on the previous part a couple of nights ago i think i think we always had this belief didn't we as fans that oh because it's ancelotti he'll find the answer he'll find the answer well think of all those horrible, disgusting performances at home. And they never, ever got better. You know, if anything, when I was listening to your pod, 
I'd hear Lee say things like a barely new mix, say, oh, well, this week it was even worse than the previous week. So the, the home performances weren't getting any better. He wasn't showing any signs of getting it right. Um, but yeah, I think Lee summed it up really well. Let, let's not waste time talking about him now. Um, he, he's, he's the past. Everton have got to look forward now and we don't want to dwell on him any longer than we need to. So moving on, guys. Ben, I'll come to you first. We're not going to talk about who we want just yet. We're going to talk about who should be making this selection. Now, there's been a lot of noise over the last few few days regarding Marcel Brands making this selection or Farhad Mashiri or some are even pushing for a Bill Kenwright to have a say. What are your thoughts? I feel like the club needs to go in a direction where one person makes the decision coming into the club. Um, let's get it right. Some of Marcel Brands' signings haven't been haven't worked out very well. Some of them have. But it's it needs to be unified. We need if you're gonna make a decision, let one person make the decision of what direction of the football club wants to be taken in. Because at the moment, at a boardroom level, you've got too many people trying to have a say. And I said this on the last podcast. And you can see by the names that are coming out constantly from the Echo, from Paul Joyce and other people, that that's still the case. You can clearly see that Farhad Mashiri has potentially gone head over heels for Nuno Santos, the ex-Wolves manager, and it's believed that he's obviously met George Mendes yesterday for a quite a lengthy period. Now, the problem with Ancelotti, with, um, sorry, going back to Ancelotti again, forget him. Going back to Mashiri, he is a bit of a, a manager that likes to take, con- take control, um, so he obviously owns the club. He wants ultimately to make that decision going forward. So instead of just leaving it to Marcel Brands to draw up a list of candidates for them all to decide on one, they all want their say. So Mashiri's looking at Nuno and obviously meeting with agents and probably discussion um, transfer targets going forward. You've seen the, the Neto link today, which starts to make sense. You've seen the Guedes link today, the Valencia winger, all candidates and Mendes is their football agent. You look at the other names linked, David Moyes, that just screams Bill Kenwright to me. Again, 18 months ago, but when Carlo was appointed, David Moyes was very, very close to getting the job back again. And then you look at other candidates. I think Denise will probably want to say as well, Marcel Brands will want to take the club in a different direction. But it's, it's all how we want to develop Everton Football Club going forward now. There's different options of going forward. We need to come up with a strategy to take Everton onto the next level. Um, and you've, you can't rule out the players you've currently gotten in our Everton squad at the moment because hiring a manager that plays a way that's not going to fit around these players could be disastrous going forward. So there's a few options going forward. Do you bring somebody in who understands the football club, um, who has potentially worked under Carlo Ancelotti before um, in the past 18 months. And then you, you start to look towards your Duncan Ferguson, who a lot of people have been screaming to get the job based on passion. But passion isn't going to win your football games and passion isn't going to draw in the names and potential players coming into the club. And I think it'd be a massive, massive task for Duncan Ferguson. And since Mashiri's been here, I think our expectations, Everton fans, have gone through the roof. I feel like we want stuff now. We've got money. We've never had it before or for a long time, should I say. And we want success now. And I just think it would be suicide for Ferguson to take the job at this moment in time. I just feel like the benchmark's set far too high from Evertonians and I feel like he'd just get lost within it. Um, so 
looking forward from then you then appoint a manager with, a, with an identity that's close to Ancelotti but not too far away so then you look at like your Nuno's your, your 3-5-2 your 3-4-3 someone's going to come in and stabilise with the who can actually work around the current set of players that we've got at the moment so they don't have to change too much can tinker a little bit because I've never known a manager like Ancelotti to change the tactics so much over the past few months we went from a 3 4-3 3-5-2 5-3-2 4-3-3 it was every week it was different and we were coming on the po- podcast as Jack quite rightly said and some of the football was diabolical uh, and it just wasn't suited to the players when the first few games of the season we looked like world beaters and top four contenders so you bring a manager in that has a similar style to Ancelotti who has so you're looking at probably your Nuno or do we go in the complete opposite direction and we bring in someone to transition us long term to obviously bring their style um, and identity of way they play and you look for example I'm not saying he's linked but you look at Bielsa someone like that to come in who's all about fitness all about high pressing um, but if you bring someone like Bielsa into the club tomorrow, Andre Gomez would probably drop dead with the fitness levels. He wouldn't be able to keep up. Some of the plays would not suit that regime. We haven't, they haven't got the physical um, stamina within themselves to obviously inherit this football that Bielsa wants to bring in. You look at Mauricio Sarri, he was obviously linked today. Sarri ball, as he likes to call it. They like to keep the ball quite at the near the back, draw defenders onto them, and then quick play one-two passes and on the break behind them. Imagine Goodison without us playing to try and bring on the offence, just knocking it around the back. It would be, there'd be a lot of booing. We, we just want the ball to get forward quickly. So it, it's good. This is a, a monumental challenge for Everton going forward. And I just feel like the best way is for Marcel Brands to go out on his own and draw up a list that he wants to bring into this football club. Because if you have too many people trying to have a say, it's just going to cause arguments and rifts. So I, I understand what Mashiri's done and you can't fault him for what he's done. He's pumped a lot of money into the club and he has made mistakes. Let's not beat around the bush here. He has spent money in wrong areas, but he has tried to invest for the benefits of the football club. And what he's done for Bramley Mordock is exceptional. But let Marcel, Marcel Brands has been brought in to run the football inside of things. So let him run the football inside of things. When you try and go above him and you try and overshadow him and overlook him, then he's not gonna he's not gonna appreciate that one bit. And it's just a really there's too many people having the same mix to put it bluntly. And we've got to leave it. Have have a game plan, have a plan and go for it and all agree on it and just use Mashiri to pay the wages. That's how I see it. Kev, I'm gonna to come to you next. So Ben would like Marcel Brands to take the lead on this choice. Who would you like to see take the lead? Brands, Ken Wright, Mashiri. I, I think you know Brands is there for a reason. He, he, he's got to bring a list to the board, and the board have got to sit down, and then they've got to get a short list of it. Um, why don't you use Graham Shaw? You know, to be on that advisory board, and then come up with that short list and get his feelings on it, because he. You know, he, he has the feelings of everybody. He has the feelings of the supporters, what they want, what they need. Um, and like I say, I've not got a great deal of confidence in Marcel Brands bringing, you know, quality to Everton Football Club because I've not seen it since. You know, it, when Marcel Brands come into the football club, it we identified it 
I think everybody identified that we lack pace. And I don't see that pace in the side still. And I don't know how many years he's been there now. Would it be three? Would it be four years? But I still don't see that being identified as a weakness of ours. Uh, and it's evident for everybody to see that we've got no pace. Um, so, like I say, that my trust is just a little bit, well, I'm not quite sure. But, you know, the final say has got to be down to Mishuri. But, uh, you know, you, you, you're looking at Santos and what that brings. Well, it, it, like you said, uh, I think, was it Jack who said it before? Or Ben? It, he said that, you know, he brings Mendes with him. Mendes starts running the club then. He starts bringing in the players. That is my only concern. And it'll be his players. Now, if that's a right player or not, then we've been stung already, you know, by players coming here and having a big payday to come to the football club, but not producing. Now, that's not the players' fault. That's the, the football club. They're not doing the due diligence really on the player and seeing is they the right fit. And not listening to agents. Agents are only there to do a job and the best job for the player. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult times. I'd say it's difficult times for us because I don't think, you know, the team as it is, we're not in a good place. We're 10th. You know, that 10th could be easily turned around and go, you know, the other way. We could be going down the league further rather than going up. Um, because, like I say, that, you know what? What type of player is going to improve us? You know, we have got to get an improvement. You know, we've seen, you know, players leave the club. Um, you know, players that I would have liked to have seen stay, the likes of Ross Barkley. Um, you know, and when he played us, you know, for Villa, I know when we played Villa down there, he didn't have a particularly good game, but at Goodison Park, when he played for Villa, I thought he played really, really well and showed us what we were missing. Um and I just, you know, would have liked to have kept Ross Barkley years ago. But, you know, under the circumstances, if you're not loved by the manager, then, you know, you want to leave. And I actually thought that when he went to Chelsea, he improved as a player. He improved. And I don't think he was improving as a player at Everton. So it's, uh, it, it's like I say, it's a difficult one to see who you are. I, like I say, I've got no sort of names coming out of sort of reeling about, sort of saying, oh, I would like him as manager or whatever. And like I say, I just hope the next manager comes in is the right fix for us because at the moment we need fixing. Lee, coming to you next. Do Everton need a proven manager, an experienced manager, or would you want to see a young manager who's hungry, maybe less experienced? What do you want? It's really, really difficult. I mean, I'm thinking on the same page as everyone else. It's it's tough. You see risks with, uh, you know, from both sides. Because I think we've we've tried and we've dabbled in a little bit of both, haven't we? You think of Ancelotti, I think the experience. Um, he had the absolute backing and faith of of everyone. Look back a little bit further. Marco Silva was relatively unproven, certainly at the top level. You know, he'd done bits and bobs for smaller clubs, but he'd never really proven himself. Um, you know, at the top of the Premier League or any other league, really. Um, of note. Um, Koeman, again, as a player, you know, a massive, massive name, but again, as a manager, I hadn't really achieved much. So, I think if you, if I was to be pushed one way or another, I'd, I'd really want, again, someone young, hungry, ambitious, eager to make a name for themselves with their own style and identity. Um, one thing I'm keen to get across, though, is 
we mentioned this off air, didn't we, Mick? I think it, just because we're getting a new manager in doesn't mean that we're starting from scratch. Mm. You know, I think that's a phrase that gets banded around too much. Oh, it's a new manager coming in. We're starting again from from point zero. We're not. You know, just you know, we need a right back, whether or not Carlo, Carlo Ancelotti's at the club or he isn't. That that's just a fact. Um, certain players evidently aren't good enough. That again, you know, the same, same applies. You know, no matter who's in charge. So I just hope that whoever does come in has conversations with the people who are already at the club who have seen these players day in day out. Not to mention the fact that if they're coming from the Premier League or or wherever, they'll have done their own research on. Everton's players and you know who's worth keeping and who who needs to go out the door so I think I'd, I'd really like us to be this club with a clear identity with a template that they work towards um, and everyone in the club is singing from the same hymn sheet because really realistically these days the days of 11 years David Moyes 20 odd years Alex Ferguson they're gone aren't they you know 17 years Arsene Wenger you know, what what is the shelf life for a manager these days? Two or three years at, at the most. So you're looking at the reality of okay, they're probably not going to be here that long. So we need to have something and, and these foundations in place for whoever comes in to be able to just smoothly take the reins and and transition. So you think of Chelsea, you think of Leicester now. You know they've made these changes, but they continue to improve. They can continue to be upwardly mobile. And win things, you know, and you can you can actually include Leicester in that bracket now, and and we need Everton to be the same. Um, so yeah, I'd want someone ideally if it was me. Obviously, it's not up to me. Um, young, hungry, up and coming, but with maybe a little bit of knowledge of the Premier League. And when you when you when you say all that out loud, you know, it does point towards Nuno more than anyone else in terms of the names that have been banded around. And we have got to maybe give him a, cut him a little bit of slack in terms of the, the bad luck that came his way last year with injuries and circumstance at Wolves and maybe judge him on what he did before that. Um, but as I say, whoever comes in, they'll have my full backing and hopefully uh, all the other Evertonians will do the same. Jack, I know you were a big advocate of Brendan Rodgers at Leicester and what a great job he's done there. So I'm not going to say we're going to go get Brendan Rodgers, but what, what, what would you like now Everton to do? Go get a young, hungry manager, maybe less well-known or an experienced manager. There's been so many managers spoken about, like Sari and, and Nuno. and The list is it's so big at the moment, but what are you hoping for? Um, the same as Lee, really. Um, I think we touched on it a couple of nights ago. Young, hungry. Uh, someone who ideally ideally knows a bit about the league or, or has managed in the league before. Um, I, I think the reason why there's so many names being bound, bounded around is because there's no obvious candidate. There just isn't. Um, and I know we've spoke about some of the names and, and lots of them um, don't particularly excite me and, and probably the rest of the guys on here. Nuno, um, you know, I think they came seventh two seasons running he did with Wolves. Um, but I thought, I know he, had, he was unlucky with the Raul Jimenez injury and they obviously lost Jota. Um, Wolves were poor this year, I thought. Really poor to watch at times. The football wasn't good. Um, it's, it's so easy, isn't it, to say young and hungry, but... I imagine Spurs fans want a young, hungry manager. I imagine Wolves want a young, hungry, hungry manager. I imagine Palace fans want a young, hungry manager. 
they they just don't they don't grow on trees. They're, they're not they're not there. They're just not easily available. I, I think you know I always look back to David Moyes and I feel Moyes was good for Everton, but Everton was good for Moyes as well, and it was a really good balance. and And that's what I'd like with the next appointment. Okay, like if you think back to the Ancelotti one. It almost felt that Ancelotti was good for Everton, but was Everton good for Ancelotti? I don't think he's ever looked. He, he didn't see it as that, did he? Um, it, it was a bit one way when we look back now in hindsight. Um, you know, if, if you're talking about young, hungry, knows the Premier League, and and have and, and has like a clear style. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying I want this manager because I know I've mentioned it to you, Mick, already, and you were not particularly happy, but. If you're considering someone like Nuno, okay, and Wolves have spent relatively big money, they bought Silva, they bought Semedo, and they've spent big on those sorts of players, then I, I can't see why you wouldn't consider or at least talk about Graham Potter. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying he's the finished article by any stretch. They, they finished 16th Brighton, four points behind Wolves, which is literally nothing at all. Um, and whenever I've watched Brighton, they have a very clear style of play. They play pretty good football. And I can confidently say if they had a, a striker who could finish chances, they would have finished a lot higher this year. Because I watched them batter teams and, you know, they drew 14 games this season, the most in the league. To me, that that says that they just couldn't finish teams off. Um, if you're looking at Young Hungry and you're considering Nuno, someone like Graham Potter, like, I think he speaks well as well. Um, it, it just seems a bit, and there's no disrespect to Graham Potter or, or Nuno, but because I think a lot of Everton fans will think we've just had Ancelotti and now we, we, you know, we're, you know, we're shopping for ex-Wolves managers and the Brighton manager. Um, but I, I don't want to go for that kind of elite manager who's been there and done it. I don't want that because I just don't think it's worked. I want someone who wants to work he's, he's a grafter and he's going to work hard and he's got a clear style of play um, but I'd be interested to know what everyone else thought about Graham Potter and Ben I'm going to come to you next it's I want to have some names now and I want you to probably give me two or three that you'd be happy with taking and Graham Potter can obviously be included in that um, well based on what Jack said if you look at the the XG the expected goals and assists which I'm all over Brighton were near enough on the top four and Jack's hit the nail on the head. If they had a striker that could put the ball in the net, they would be right up there. Um, I think they were the XG champions of the uh, the Premier League. There was no bigger difference in league positions than Brighton. So, it's what I was saying before, Mick. It's it's, it's really a really difficult decision going forward. It, it, do we have time to bring in a whole new philosophy of football with the current sets of players available? Are we as fans patient, patient enough for a new manager to come in and give us their own identity? Now, I think Ancelotti was a short-term fix. I think that was a machinery. Let's get the big world-class manager in. He's going to perform miracles. And 18 months down the line, we're in the same position as we were 18 months ago, if not potentially worse. So that didn't work. And you, you look around some of the articles today that have been brandished and the Euro, a European manager hasn't been thrown out of question. 
um, going forward. And you, you've got your eyes immediately turn to obviously what's happened in France this year. Um, Lille had a really phenomenal, unbelievable season, winning winning the uh, the France Division One league, and their managers just become available. Obviously, Lille are very cash struck at the moment, and you've got Christophe Galtier who's been um, thrown about on Twitter and on other platforms. Now he's a young, passionate manager who has his own identity in football. And he's very good at signing players, coaching them and developing them and bringing them forward. Now, Lille have, have had a very good model recently. If you look at, obviously, they had Sumari who's going to Leicester. Um, obviously, Pepe hasn't done it in the Premiership, but they got £70-odd million pounds for him um, and other brilliant players. Now, I'm not saying that we are a shining club because we're not, but he's a manager that could potentially come in and change Everton going forward, but also push us on to the next level because he's done it in France and he's beat the big boys in PSG with a squad who no one really anticipated them to go near. Um, so he he's a candidate up there for me. Um, I've obviously mentioned some on the podcast for some regular listeners, but I think another manager that's gone quietly under the radar um, is obviously Lucien Favre, who's obviously recently been the manager of Borussia Dortmund. Now, I know long-term that it wasn't successful for him. Um, he didn't. He left obviously back at the end of last year, but he's he is well known for being a really good coach, um, a good manager, and he has got it. Obviously, a set style of play as well. But it just did. Sometimes it just doesn't work for clubs. As Jack touched on before, it's potentially finding that man who's going to fit Everton, fit with us fans, and fit going forward to the future. So he's a potential another name for me. Lucien Favre who's good at Nice. Um, Played really, really nice football. Borussia Dortmund's really good, but they, they struggled um, going forward. And I think he had a record of 67 wins, 17 draws, 23 losses. So doesn't exactly set the world like, but he's a potential manager in the background that's floating around for me. Um, and I'd like to potentially take a, a risk. This this could potentially really be a risk for me, Mick. And obviously Marcelo Gallardo from with a place. I touched on him previously. He's a young, passionate coach, manager going forward, and he has got a unique style of play. He's an absolute hero over there um, in the Argentine Premier, I think that's how you pronounce it. And he would be one to push us forward again. Um, I feel like he'd be unique, but these managers are coming in, are going to need time um, going forward. I quite like the idea of Rangnick as well, um, but obviously he's quite... A very unique manager. I think me and you, Mick, were talking about him. He is your director of football, but he has managed in the past. But he is amazing in the transfer market and he will find you these players. And But again, is that his role going forward? I don't know. He's there to be a coach. That's Marcel Brands' role. And he could clash potentially with Marcel Brands going forward. So these are your European international managers who Everton could take a risk on. Now, you look at the names brandished around England, you've got obviously Nuno Santos, um, Eddie Howe, uh, which I, I don't want at all, and David Moyes. And I touched on David Moyes previously. I don't feel like he should come back and repeat history twice. I feel like when he was at Everton, he was brilliant. Um, and what he did for the club was can't be questioned because he was brilliant for what the budget we had. But that book's closed for me now going forward. Um, in regards to Nuno, if people are asking my opinion, I think he potentially 
is the best of the rest in England if you want just um, to steady the ship for two or three years. But I'm a bit fed up of that. Um, but it's if all Everton fans have the patience for a manager to come in and bring their identity on this team. Because let's get it right. At the moment, we don't have an, an identity. We're chopping and changing all the time. We haven't really got the players in us. Kevin, as, well, Kev has already said, we've got no pace whatsoever. So we were trying to play this defensive football this year and then breaking teams like Slug FC. There was no pace to get behind teams. Now, if you're going to defend deep, then you need options going forward and that is pace to like get in and behind these these teams that are trying to play forward and that will push teams back further and they won't come as high and push up basically panels in at home, which did happen, especially after Christmas. So... Dare me risk ones, Mick. Um, and if Nuno came in, I'd, I would back him. Uh, I've had a few DMs this saying what what you think, and I would back him. I would give him the chance. Um, he has he's been really unfortunate this year. Jimenez got injured. Um, Jotto got sold late on in the window. Uh, Neto's clearly been, been hit and miss. He's been injured as well. So the, you take out your top goal scorer from any team, uh, and they are going to struggle. Um, I feel like he's, he's kind of like a two-year manager for me, Mick. He, he, first two years, he really improves the dyn- dynamism within a football club. He gets teams playing well. But there's a bit of a reoccurring theme in the third year. They always drop off. I don't know why. It happened at his previous clubs and it's happened at Wolves. So that's where I stand on it. A few names thrown in the half for me. Um, but let's see what happens over the next coming days. Okay, guys, we're at that stage of the episode now where I'm going to want one name. Kev, I'm going to start with you. So given, <laughs> yeah, here we go. So given the most linked managers, there's seven managers that have been the most linked so far. And they consist of Duncan Ferguson, David Moyes, Nuno Espirito Santo, Maurizio Sarri, Marcelo Gallardo, Graham Potter and Ralph Ranić. So out of those seven, Kev, if you have to pick one, who do you want? Wow, that. Um, out of them seven, tough, very tough. Um, heard Lee going on there about the uh, the, the French guys um, managing over in France. You've got to remember, it's not a strong league. You, you're coming into the Premiership, it's most probably the toughest league in the world. So for you to come and start managing in that, in a different country and a different style, uh, week on, week in, week out. You know the physicality of it all is is tremendous. Um, very very difficult. The amount of games you have against the quality of sides that you're playing. Um, yeah, that is tough. Look, that that's a good one. The lad Potter is a is a fantastic shout. You know, if you're looking at long term, you're looking at things of rebuilding the way his philosophy on football is, the way that they play. And you look at the stats, and if they did have a striker, a top class striker. But then again, if top class strike, if top class strikers are at Brighton playing, they're never there for very long anyway. Uh, they're being snapped up by other clubs. So uh, you know that that that's a good shot, I must admit. Um, but you know, in all them guys that, that have managed in France and everything, then you're saying give them a chance, give them a chance. Then you may as well say, well, give Eddie Howe a chance. Um, so this is a difficult decision, I think, that not just us as picking one. Um, the board have got as well. Um, so, And I think Duncan Ferguson will be up there. But for me to pick any of them people, um, I, I'm not quite... But I, I say, I think Graham Potter... I, I think the lad Steve Cooper's done a fantastic job down at Swansea under the circumstances that he's got. Um, 
But would he be the right fit for Everton Football Club? I'm not quite sure. I don't think so. Um, you know, the lad that's taken Brentford up, the Danish lad, the, you know, there's some good up-and-coming managers there that you think, ooh, could they improve us? There's something not quite right at Everton because we've spent money um, left, right and centre um, and we're no better than what we were. Well, we're one place better off than when Mishuri took over. That must be very disappointing to Mr Mishuri and he's got to get this one right. He has got to get it right because you can't keep spending and not getting a return for it. Um, I'm going to leave it because I'm not quite sure. I am like so disillusioned with it all at the moment. So you're sitting on the fence, yeah? You're sitting on the fence with Sitting it. on the fence. The fence has got to be very uh, sort of well-built these days, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a difficult decision and one that I would not want to be like say, Marcel Brands, Mishuri, Bill Kenwright or whoever else is um, involved. I couldn't believe you mentioned Denise to be involved in that, by the way. But uh, I don't know why, but, you know, that. I think her job, you know, is hard enough as it is. So uh, <laughs> Lee won't let uh, me down. Lee, don't let me down. Kev's let me down. Do not sit on the fence. So out of the seven, Duncan Ferguson, David Moyes, Nuno Espirito Santo, Maurizio Sari, Marcelo Gallardo, Graham Potter, and Ralph Ranick. One out of those seven, please, Lee. Well, I, before I pick one out of the seven, I am interested in the job. Um, you know, I've got four daughters to pay for, and I'd take ten million a year. So if Everton's listening, I'm putting my name in the hat. Um, but on a serious note, I think out of them seven, I'd go for Ralph Ranyak. Um, and purely because I think he ticks most of the boxes, uh, he's ruthless, and maybe he'd have a little bit more pull in terms in terms of uh, players coming in. Uh, and 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 the German league's probably a little bit tougher than some of the ones we've mentioned. But mm. there we go. He'd be the one I'd pick. Jack, who are you picking out of those seven at the moment? I'd go with... I'd, I'd probably go Potter, to be honest. Um, I, I don't want to sound like I'm banging the drum for him, but um, I think I'd go Potter. Like I said, I like I like his style. Um, what, what this shows, and I know Ben hasn't said his manager yet, but what this shows is that so far none of us have agreed and it just shows the job that the board, Mashiri, Brands, Kenroy, etc., have actually got on their hands because there's five of us here and so far three of us and we've said three different people and obviously Kev's got splinters in his backside sitting on the fence. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Potter, but it's um, it's a, you know, a bit of a, oh yeah, we'll, we'll go with Potter, let's put it that way. And Ben, who are you plumping for? It's a toss-up between Gallardo and Rangnick, and I'm going to explain why. I think if Rangnick comes in, he's obviously well-known for his high-pressing football, um, literally heavy metal football. It was really well-regarded. But with this current set of players, I just, I just think it could potentially be a disaster. It's just... Jack hit the nail on the head there, by the way. We look at look at us arguing over these managers. We can't even get it right. God help the people higher up the chain making these decisions because it, it is a very, very difficult decision. Um, there's names getting thrown about everywhere. Um, so I would like to see Gallardo. I'd like to see a chance. He's been up there with, with regard to potentially one of the, some of the best managers in the world. I think in 2015 or 16, he was voted fifth best in the world. So he's kind of unheard of. 
um, and he's absolutely smashing it over in Argentina. So I'd go for him. Um, but like I say, you've got to calculate these risks and they're all risks. Let's get it right. It, it all depends on where we sit at the moment. So yeah, I'd go with Gallardo. So there we go, guys. We have one man sitting on the fence who has Splinter on his backside. Lee has gone for Brandic. <laughs> Jack has Bye. gone for Potter. Nick, can I just say one thing? <laughs> yeah, the, go on. Whichever person comes in, he's still got these bunch of players to deal with mm. and they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're looking for somebody to come in and change it completely to being like a, a footballing genetic side that everybody wants... Uh, it won't transform overnight. It's going to be a long process because we need about six players. Yeah, that's you know, still got to happen uh, anyway. That's still, still got to happen because the players there at the moment are not good enough. And that's been proven. You know, the games that we've played, okay, you can blame the manager for the systems that we played. But at the end of the day, the players aren't good enough. <laughs> I'm going to so give, give you one last chance to give me a name. Get off that fence. Come on, one name. Yeah, but but one all the managers that you mentioned, mm-hmm. do you think they can change it? I I'm don't not, think I'm, so. That's the list we've got at the moment, Kev. So if you had to pick one out of those seven, who do you want, <laughs> who, who, who do you want out of those well, with seven? The, with the type of players, or with the players that we've still got, Duncan. Duncan. Hmm. There we what go, about, ladies and gents. What, what about you, Miss? And it's not Rafael Benitez. Make one's me in. <laughs> I, I would take Rafa. I think, like I've said, and I've said this to Jack and, and my dad, if you take the Liverpool connection out, he's a very smart manager. He's a tactician. He's a biggish name. He'll have pull. He's won stuff. He's proven. He did a good job at Newcastle. He wasn't backed at Newcastle. And it's probably their biggest mistake over the last five to 10 years, not backing him. Um, and I think he'd probably have a bit of a point to prove. But again, He's a bit of a, like Ben said, you know, he's maybe a bit of a dinosaur, so to speak. And yeah. does he, He's does not he... going to get any leeway with the Everton fans. No, he? he won't. No, he won't. And that's no, absolutely so. right. So he's probably on a hide into nothing. But I think, yeah. like I say, if you could look beyond the Liverpool connection, I think he is still a very good manager. Uh, and I'm going to just drop him in it. I know Bawley agreed with me on that one as well. He said he was a good manager. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to throw him under the bus with me. Um, but anyway, there we go, ladies and gents. So we've got, we've got Kev. Kev thinks Dunk or wants Dunk. Ben has gone for Gallardo. Lee has gone for Ranick. And Jack has gone for Graham Potter from Brighton. And I am going to, me and Borley are going to say Benitez. In the meantime, stay safe, take care. We will be back very soon because we probably anticipate an announcement from Everton over the next five to seven days. Take care. We'll see you soon and all the best. Thank you. Thank you.